This is the Buffalo Wings and Rings Coaches Show. Now, when you conquer a sport, there's no better feeling in the world. Because you don't do it for some trophy. You do it for a feeling of satisfaction that you get right in here. Live from Buffalo Wings and Rings on 32nd Avenue in West Fargo. Slot right side, one back. That is McIntyre. Mertz goes over the middle. Got a man open. Beardcott grabs it at the 31-yard line. Down the left sideline. Can he get into the end zone? He does. Touchdown, Packer. Surface under center. Hand up. Going to go to Irie near sideline. Irie breaks a tackle. Look out. He could be gone. He's at the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Irie. Irie hits Paydirt. He goes 55 yards. And the Spartans now lead it 12-0 with 524 left to play in the first quarter. You're a generous old sport. You're really very generous. Here's your host, Chase Miller. I feel real funky, y'all. And welcome to our first ever Buffalo Wings and Rings Coaches Show on this Wednesday night. We're going to be here well till the end of March in 2020. You can stop on by every Wednesday from 6 to 7 every now and then. We might have to change up the schedule a little bit earlier due to UND basketball or maybe high school football in a couple weeks on a Wednesday night. But for the most part, you can stop on by, say hello. If you come into Buffalo Wings and Rings located on 32nd Avenue, a little bit across from the Shields Arena, in West Fargo here. You can stop on in, take a right. You're going to see us right next to the to the bar. Got a little, nice little corner. You can see my ugly mug on the on the big screen TV here, and it'll have a lot of fun. So it's pretty easy to say hi and stop on out. Today we got a good show for you here this evening. A little bit later on, NDSU cornerbacks coach Cody Morgan's going to be joining the show as the Bison have a big game with UC Davis. We'll touch on, you know, uh, Dawson Weber, a native of California, Trey Fort from Fargo, Shanley, a walk-on. He's starting to get more playing time in his senior season a whole lot more with coach Morgan, NDSU cornerbacks coach. And later on, we got Fargo South and West Fargo on Friday night, but we're going to hear from Fargo South and football coach Tyler Coles of just how the season has gone to this point at 3-0. and uh, That rivalry with South and West Fargo, anytime you hear the Bruins and the Packers in football, you think of a really good game, but also really good players and really good coaches, and that's what we're going to have a little bit later on. And join us as well, Brent Anderson and Jody Norstead will be joining us. Jody Norstead of Midco Sports Network and Brent Anderson of 103.9 The Truck. You've heard him on these airwaves many a time as well. Buffalo Wings and Rings coaches show some of the things that you can stop on out. There's a ring arena. A signature margarita mix with uh, some tequila, an orange liqueur, and on top of that, a signature onion ring on the side of that. That looks pretty good. I had the chicken sandwich with uh, some onion rings, which I devoured in about two seconds. And if you're into the cocktails, they have a chocolate bacon Manhattan, Woodf- uh, Woodford Reserve bourbon, got a little chocolate bitters and uh, some nectar in there, rimmed with orange essence and a slice of bacon. That looks pretty good. They put bacon in everything, though, now nowadays. Uh, Joshua is back at our 740 Fan Studio. Stop on out. We're going to be talking with uh, Joshua of Buffalo Wild Wings as well, getting you set for this weekend. So should be ready to go. But with us now on our phone line is Joni Norstead joining us here in, well, Buffalo Wings and Rings is Brad Anderson. So first and foremost, we'll start with Brad here, then we'll get to Jody. Brad, uh, nice to see you, man. It's yeah. been a while since uh, you and I were down in Hankinson seeing <laughs> Finley Show Page and the, spot, and the Pirates were the opener about a month ago. Yeah. Uh, nine man. Well, it's hard to believe. Yeah, we're about halfway through now with uh, nine man and A. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, 
My wife always says that. My wife, who puts up with my schedule, says the uh, the football season goes way too fast, and the basketball season goes on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> she is uh, she is very accurate in that statement. We're already halfway through nine man schedule. Mm-hmm. Really, when you start taking a look at it, let's get Jody Norstead with us now on the phone line again on Midco Sports Network. Jody, I tell you what, man, you're in mid September form right now, and you get to October, and all of a sudden, wow, there's playoff games. There's who's going to win each region. But uh, Jody, I'll ask you this: What is been kind of your maybe surprise team or surprise player that you've seen from the state of North Dakota uh, so far this season from 9-man to 3A football, Jody? Boy, uh, guys, happy to be on the show first and foremost, but man, I'm jealous after you read off kind of the food and the drink specials down there. I wish I was (laughs) there, but uh, you know, talking about some of the the surprise teams and players, I think Finley Sharon Hope Page is one of those teams that you see in 9-man and you're like, whoa, this team is is for real what they've been able to do uh and obviously they have jack Irie, the the und commit but uh holy smokes they really took care of mayport cg last week and i thought that mayport cg team uh was going to be a a really strong contender and uh, and they still probably are the Statham brothers are no joke but i think finley sharon hope page is one of those kind of area teams that you look at nine man and say whoa you know they're doing some good things and i think you know, Thompson was able to get after that good start, but uh, lost to Oaks last week. Oaks looks like the real deal moving up from nine man to class A. Uh, they look like they're going to be a state title contender, but obviously somewhere on down the line, they're going to have to run into a Langdon Edmore Munich team that has not missed a beat after winning the state championship. Uh, in 2A, I-, I think Hillsborough Central Valley beating St. Mary's kind of the way they did in that 2A matchup uh, last week. Uh, that that put together a little statement for the Burroughs that even though that they lost, you know, a couple of good seniors again last year, that that they're here to stay and they just have a really deep team. And the way Scott Olson has built that program uh, has been to to kind of mimic what St. Mary's has done. And and he has a really good program up there uh, rolling right now in South. I think one of those teams you're going to have Tyler Kozel on later in the show. I think South has opened some eyes, had that uh, big win over Shanley that, Kind of ended up being a nail-biter down the stretch, but I look at South as being one of those teams that, that can contend here down the stretch. He's Jody Norstead, and he mentioned South. Sibomana Enoch is a name you're going to want to remember for this year and next year as well. they got a lot of really talented players at Fargo South. they got a big game with West Fargo coming up on Friday night. Brad, I'm going to look at the games so far that we have this weekend. I mean, you can go every game, nine-man football in our own backyard, Region 1, Tri-States 3-1, and one, Mayport mm-hmm. CG. They're going to try to come off their first loss of the season and battle uh, Tri-State. You look at AA, Hillsborough Central Valley after playing Bismarck St. Mary's in that 1-2 game gets another one-two game. They get to travel out to Cole Country and, d- and dangle with the uh, Beulah Miners, and that's in Double A. And in Class A, Bishop Ryan and Velva and Shiloh Christian at New Salem, Almont Glenola, and the Holsteins. Both those two teams were nine men now in Class A. So there's a lot of, uh, as Jack-, Jack Michaels would say, large margins, so to speak, in high school football this Friday. Yes, let's uh, let's go in order there with nine man. Yeah, with Finley, Sharon, Hope, Page uh, doing what they did to Mayport CG. Now you've kind of got them and Lamore Litchville Marion sitting at one and two, and that uh, that showdown is looming next week in Hope. And then you have uh, the next two teams in line: Tri-State moving up from South Dakota and playing, and and I think Finley, Sharon, Hope, Page have them in the mouth. Uh, I was talking with uh, uh, John Freeman, who used to coach at Tri-State. He's now working at NDSES, and uh, uh, when I saw that Finley, Sharon, Hope, Page, I know he still keeps in touch with the coaching staff there, and I think 
Tri-State kind of thought this was going to be real easy after the first two weeks when things went really well. Then I think a little dose of reality set in. But that's going to be a key game for both those teams. If they still have aspirations of winning that region title, getting some home field in the playoffs, it's a must-win game already. It is, and you kind of go into playoff mode, and you look at Class C, well, it's the same kind of thing with Bishop, Bryan, and Velva, and mm-hmm. the same with Shiloh and New Salem. That Those could be potential home field advantage games going through the rest of the season for how Class A is structured, Brad, if you get that nice win on your resume with that QRF. It's a lot of good teams in, in A, and some that uh, Shiloh's kind of been on the teeter of getting into the top five. Beach out west, I know, is... Uh, um, if they won't be in the top five this week, they'll be close. Uh, New Salem, you mentioned that. They're moving up from nine-man, kind of similar to what Thompson does. And then here in the east, we've mentioned Thompson and Oaks, but uh, Lisbon's a really fun story. Uh, a school that won five games in five <laughs> years. It was it was a lot of rough going. They're off to a 3-0 and start. They've got EEK this week, and then they'll have games with Oaks and Thompson down the line. So uh, there's a lot to be uh, decided in Class A. There's a lot of good teams, and they, they a lot of them haven't faced each other. This week we'll probably start that. This is the Coaches Show live at Buffalo Wings and Rings. No, Jody is not a coach. No, Brad is not a coach. I'm not a coach either. We all <laughs> think we're coaches in how we can execute game plans, but our game plan tonight is to talk to you a little bit more about high school sports, and we're going to do a little bit more football talk here a little bit later on again tyler kozel of south and cody morgan of ndsu buffalo wings and rings located on 32nd avenue in west fargo we're going to be here every wednesday night six to seven until the end of march so this is going to be my home away from home on the midweek jody let's toss it back to you we were talking about some of the big key games and i can argue not because i know you're doing the game and i'm doing the game friday night but south and west fargo if you get to two and oh and edc play jody you're one step closer all of a sudden to garnering a home field advantage, but also one step closer and trying to contend with a Cheyenne or a Davies in the EDC. So this game on Friday night at West Fargo, brand new turf between the Packers and the Bruins. Uh, there's some good things to be had on both sides. And really, Jody, last week, West Fargo kind of came out of their shell offensively and were just able to get, you know, 30-plus points against the Spartans. Yeah, and I think we were kind of waiting for that. But, boy, I mean, it's Jay Gibson, the way he coaches defense, it's going to keep them in every game. They shut out North last week, and I know that they took it on the chin against Bismarck Century, but a lot of teams are going to have ugly scores this year against Bismarck Century. Just ask Davies week one. But they played Mandan and Century right out the gate, 1-2, and I had Mandan and Century as my top two teams ranked in the state going into the year. So that's what I kind of think of those guys. I know Mandan has lost the game, uh, but they held Mandan to just 12 points in that explosive offense and that roster that returned everyone. But this West Fargo team being able to come out and really hammer a North team that's, uh, you know, it's been unfortunate for them because they've uh, fallen on tough times with a lot of injuries and they had promise coming into the year, but just their quarterback goes down and Caleb Friddle. Anyways, but this West Fargo team is coming in really confident. They play great defense, which they're going to need to do against a Fargo South team that is so explosive and, and dynamic on offense. They have playmakers everywhere on the field, from the quarterback, Steve Amana Enoch, we talked about, to Bless Flomo at receiver, Danny LaHaye in the backfield, Jamal Spy at wide receiver. I mean, it's a program that it just has speed all over the place. And it's going to be interesting to see how Jay Gibson utilizes his players to kind of slow down uh, that South offense. But if there's anyone that can do it, it's Jay Gibson and that West Fargo coaching staff. 
Before we get to Brad, I'm going to ask you this question, Jody. Again, Jody Norstead of Midco Sports Network and Brad Anderson of 103.9 The Truck with us here on Buffalo Wings and Rings Coaches Show. I'm your host, Chase Miller. Jody, how fun was it to finally see South and Shanley in football or Shanley and West Fargo, Shanley and North? I mean, these two, these programs play each other in every other sport except for football for about the past decade and Shanley opted again to move up. They wanted to move up to Class 3A. They didn't have to. Jamestown came with them, you know, out in the West because they were the next biggest enrollment. But how fun was that? Because I'm a former Fargo Shanley Deacon, and we played South, right, going up against yeah. North, going up against West Fargo. So how fun was that to see those two teams back on the gridiron, which came down right to the wire last week on Friday over in Fargo South? Yeah, and that's the thing. It was a great game, Chase, and for a for a half, though, South was really blowing the doors off Shanley, saying, hey, welcome to 3A. You don't belong here. And, and Shanley came back in the second half and said, uh, you better think again because we do belong here. And really, I mean, Emma Kenny had a, a game-tying field goal attempt that he just missed wide left, uh, and that game could have been going to overtime. They had a bunch of clock issues and stuff like that going on late in the game that kind of threw things off. But uh, just to see – you know, Shanley playing South, and Shanley again this week playing Central, and then they'll be playing Cheyenne and Davies, you know, down the line in West Fargo. Uh, I think they proved that they belong with that performance against a really good Fargo South team, and, and now they're 2-1, and one, and they have a chance to go to 3-1 and one this week. This is a really good Shanley team, and Troy Mattern has said, you know, I run a 3A program. We run a 3A program here, and we have, and now we just get to play teams that are that are at our level. So I think they're having fun despite the loss. I think Shanley is going to be in the conversation when it comes to maybe that 3-4 seed in the playoffs. And that's something, Brad, where I know every two years with the reclassification, sometimes you lose your rival, Kindred and Central Cass, for example. Right. That That is a, a cold-blooded rivalry <laughs> on the gridiron. That, everything, yes. That kind of went a couple of years, you know, dormant. They're going to be back on it again. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's nice to see Central Cass and, and the Vikings and programs like that when you can kind of get your rival back and start playing again on Friday nights. Yeah, and back to 3A, let's face it, guys, it was not a real good year in the East last year for 3A. I mean, the West just, just dominated. And I think Cheyenne yeah. set the tone early. And granted, it, it's maybe not the same Bismarck team, but you can, you can count on one hand how many teams have got out to the Community Bowl from the East and won a game, and won handily as they did. And now you put Shanley in there, and they certainly, even though they didn't win, they certainly played like they belong. Does the East have more depth than the West this year? And that's probably the first time in a long time that, that we said that, or is it too early to tell? I'll let Jody take this uh, first part. Jody, go ahead. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting interesting proposition because I think it's, you know, Century and Mandan, and then I think the rest is kind of wide open, whereas in the East, I think you have Cheyenne and Davies, and then I think South is right up there, Shanley's right up there. And depending on what we see from West Fargo, uh, I mean, they could be in the conversation. We saw Red River beat Bismarck uh, and pull off a big stunning win. So Red River has some talent on their roster. Uh, so I would almost... I would almost agree with you, Brad, that I think, and I don't know if I'm disagreeing with you, but I do think the East is maybe a little bit deeper than the West. However, I do think the West has the best team in Bismarck Century, uh, hands down. Yeah, and with Kate Feeney back there, too, that kind of helps run the show for, for right. Bismarck Century. Yeah. Elijah Elijah Klein is someone a lot of people know of, obviously, with his frame at, at Mandan. You know, the Magi are always right around there making that playoff hunt. Can, can they do some some things can uh you know can bismarck kind of grow now moving forward legacy's always been in the postseason contention now the last couple of years kind of being a four seed so i think to your point brad yes because there's so many talent 
coming back. Like South, I looked down at the roster. I'm going, did anyone graduate from last year? I mean, <laughs> right. all these guys look similar. So you bring that back, that really does help at, at the end of the day. Last thing for Jody before he's got daddy duty. I know he's got that. Brad has that as well coming up here with uh, Gosh, some stuff. Gosh, let's hope it's not duty, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I should say daddy daycare. Does that sound better, uh, Jody? <laughs> uh, yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Jody, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, we, we mentioned some players. We mentioned some teams so far. Let's do a dark horse. So after a couple weeks in, we've known Finley sharing whole page is really good, right? We talked about them. Beach, obviously, out west is really good. A nine-man class A. It's Langdon area and more Munich than maybe everyone else. Oaks is there, Class AA. Hillsborough Central Valley has cemented their flag on top of the hill to say we're number one. We beat Bismarck St. Mary's in the regular season. Then in Class 3A, just because Century was at the Dakota Bowl last year, I think that was an easy pick for a lot of folks to say the Patriots can possibly get back uh, there again this year. So who's a dark horse, Brad? What might be a team uh, and Jody, who might be a team in a specific class or a specific region that you're going to be uh, looking to see how they can do down the stretch, make the postseason, maybe pull a Mayport CG from a couple years and, and make a deep playoff run. I'll start with you, Jody. Who might be that you know dark horse or that Cinderella, so to speak, when we go a month from now starting playoff football here in North Dakota? Boy, that that's, that's a tough question. Uh, but, I mean, there are so many teams. I think one of those teams that you're thinking might be you know, as weird as it sounds, Oaks is obviously the number two ranked team in the state in Class A, but can they pull off the upset of Langdon Edmore Munich? Because I think it's Langdon Edmore Munich and everyone else, uh, but uh, Oaks is one of those teams that moving up a division, and, and they've looked solid. Obviously, they had a lot of guys back, so that's almost it's almost maybe a cop-out answer. So I, I'll try <laughs> to give you another one here. Um Gosh, you know, looking around, the more Litchville Marion. I mean, mm-hmm. is that a team? Brad, you might know more about the Lobos than I do, but you know, the more Litchville Marion, Finley Sharon Hope Page. I really did like that Mayport CG team, but with them taking the loss, I think Region One is a little bit stronger than maybe we thought uh, going into the season. I think that there's some good teams out of Region One this year. Yeah, I think you could probably throw those. Uh, those three, and I don't know if there's going to be a tri-state. It's probably a battle for four, uh, probably in that. I would say in Class A, I think Oaks is a, is an interesting one. I'll be curious to see um, between Oaks, Thompson, and Lisbon. I think those are going to be the three that I've, I think are going to be guaranteed playoff teams. And I think then I think it drops off a little bit after four between yeah. Northern Cass and, and think, Northwood and the like. Yeah, go ahead. And I think in in two A, one of the teams that I, and I was at their game last week, Kindred is. Uh, they have a well-put-together team. Gunnar Broughton uh, kind of led the charge for them. I think he had three rushing touchdowns and a pick six last week in that ranked win over Hazen. So, uh, you know, I know that there's the Titans up there in Hillsborough, Central Valley, in Beulah, and Bismarck, St. Mary's, those teams that you just think of like being kind of powerhouses. But uh, this Kindred team, it, they're pretty strong, and they made uh, Hazen look pretty pretty bad to, for lack of a better term on friday night so i think this kindred team could make some noise but boy it's gonna be tough sledding against those those three top teams right now yeah that's uh, i kind of wondered after what what we we, we we thought we were going to see with hillsborough central valley and st mary's and i think beulah will be curious to see if they can pick off st mary's and maybe be that top team out west but that was the question i had when the season started okay i know the burrows are here so who's next is it going to be devil's lake and uh, they, you know, they went out to Beulah and got thumped pretty good. Um, and Kindred might be that team. That's definitely the case. And really after that in the East, 
it's kind of up for grabs. I know Wapitan's down a little bit. Central Cass is reloading a little bit. Valley City's kind of up in the air. Um, you know, a team out west, even though they they are one and I think one and two, but Turtle Mountain was up 14 nothing on Kindred a couple weeks ago, and then Kindred ran I think the final 30 points. They were ahead at Devil's Lake at halftime of that game, and then lost that one. So all of a sudden they're sitting there at one and two. And I saw them last year in the playoffs against Central Cass. That's it. I think that's going to be a playoff team out west. They're probably going to sit probably at three or four, maybe. But that's uh, that's one that maybe is not being mentioned in uh, in two way yeah. at this point. And that's what makes there's, it there's fun. A, yeah, there's a few of them in two way because Valley City they they lost to Beulah and St. Mary's to start, and then they had the forfeit against Stanley. So they're looking at zero and two with a forfeit win, and now they play at Hazy. But I think that Valley City team could be strong too. So who knows where the Highliners will end up. And uh, before we let you go, Jody, what is coming up on Midco Sports Network this uh, week or this uh, weekend coming up on Midco SN again for whether it's high school? I know you and I are going to be at the same venue Friday, but what's coming up this week yeah. again for Midco Sports Network? Yeah, so we have that big game at Fargo South and West Fargo, 7 o'clock Friday night, and, and that'll be a lot of fun. We have our game ball winner announcement coming out uh, that will be posted from our social media channels tonight, so you'll want to make sure to tune in to see who's Winning our Midco SN game ball. It's a fun, fun thing that we've been doing for, for North Dakota high school football and handing out for the best top performer in the state. And um, I know Sawyer Satram's gotten one. Parker Monet from Red River has gotten one. And then, of course, uh, Varsity Sports Live, 1030 to 1130. Highlights and stats and analysis and reaction from, from all the best games, uh, 1030 to 1130 on Friday night. So it should be a lot of fun, man. There you go. I always tee all that. So just to, to double check where everyone's at and make sure I get the proper name pronunciations for some of these guys that you might not hear of all the time. Jody, as always, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your daddy. I'll call it daycare, and we'll, I'll see you on Friday night over in West Fargo. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Enjoy, enjoy some food for me. Will do, will do, will do. I can't promise you I'll make it, though, to West Fargo on Friday. That is Jody Norstead of Midco Sports Network. Brad Anderson, I'm going to uh, have him stay for a little bit more. Coming up around the corner, we'll hear from Tyler Colson, head football coach for Fargo South, NDSU cornerbacks coach Cody Morgan as well. This is the Buffalo Wings and Rings Coaches Show located on 32nd Avenue in West Fargo. We're back after this. More high school football talk with Brad Anderson. Go a little bit on the Minnesota side of the river. Barnesville, Perm, DGFDL all have having phenomenal years and Fargo Southhead football coach Tyler Colzo. That's on deck here on 740 The Fan. It's a Wednesday night, which means moving forward, we're going to be live at Buffalo Wings and Rings for the Coaches Show located on 32nd Avenue in West Fargo. If you stop on by, you can enjoy some uh, buffalo chicken nachos, tortilla chips with chicken, buffalo hot sauce, lettuce, tomatoes, red onions, fresh jalapenos, and the famous blue cheese dip at Buffalo Wings and Rings. And I'm looking more so for the dessert. There's a chocolate croissant. A turtle lava cake, which looks really good, served with vanilla ice cream topped with pecans or pecans, whichever you prefer, and chocolate sauce as well. That looks something uh, pretty scrumptious. Chase Miller, Josh Linus, the tag team duo here on this Wednesday. Brad Anderson, join us for another segment here. Brad, Brad, uh, I'm looking down. I tell you what, the chocolate croissant doesn't look half bad, though, either in the menu. That's not bad. I, if I had any room left, which I typically <laughs> don't, um, 
I can't eat as much as I used to when I was your age, when yes. I was a young whippersnapper. Yes. But that turtle lava cake, I might need some assist. Well, I have two people that would gladly help me with that, that so could, I think that would be fine. That could do a little bit. I mean, if you were a football player, you could easily Absolutely. devour anything you'd want. And let's continue football. We did a little North Dakota chat. Let's go on to the other side of the border here in Minnesota before Tyler Kozel, head football coach of Fargo South, joins us here. I, Brad, I look down, and you know, Barnesville's Barnesville and 2A mm-hmm. again, a team that made it all the way down to the prep bowl. They made it to semifinals the championship game in 2A. They came up short last year to Caledonia. You got Perm, which is playing really good brand of football, DGF and DL. They might be on a collision course here shortly. You have two undefeated teams matching up against each other over in uh, Glendon. So at the end of the day, Brent, on the Minnesota side, there's some local local teams that are doing really well and that you can say, hey, they could get past their section and get past that tournament maybe they could be the Barnesville of, of teams that was last year. Yeah, AAA is, uh, definitely looks different with Hawley uh, struggling a little bit. And, uh, well, Pelican Rapids moves up after a couple of years in, in Class A, and isn't that something? It wasn't that long ago they were really struggling for numbers up at Pelican, but uh, I've got a good quarterback. Was it Mikhail Korf, I believe it is? And uh, they're off to a 3-0 and start, and uh, they are playing real well. But uh, I, right now it kind of looks like those two will be in a collision course. you got... Uh, 8-3-A, which, of course, Perum lost a ton of guys last year with, uh, namely, Jensen Beachy. I got a chance to see them in the section finals against uh, East Grand Forks. But DGF's back to being uh, DGF again and could be a collision course perhaps with those two, one and two. And, you know, interesting with Fergus Falls sliding down from going from 4-A down to 3-A um, to see what they, you know, what they have. They're playing... You know, primarily three to four A school. They always have their game with Detroit Lakes, and um, you know they had, they had a game with Ricory early on. But they might be one that, uh, even though the record may not be real impressive early on, that might be a team that might be in that conversation right now. It looks like DGF and Perum, and you know, yeah, it's interesting. Every two years, and there was some area teams we mentioned Pelican going yep. up. Breckenridge went down in six uh, in six A now which is really strange to me. And then you had Underwood, <laughs> who has been nine-man forever and had a lot of success in nine-man, uh, a lot of trips to the Dome. They're up to Class A and in that Section 6A, and they're off to a good start. They're 3-0. and Yeah, so it's kind of like uh, the same thing in North Dakota. Yet every two years you might have to double uh, check where, what regions or what classes some of these teams are, and it's the same thing here. And I, I think someone that's really close local to home in, in Barnesville, not to give uh, Derek Hansen a little bit more of his Barnesville Trojan pride, and <laughs> but uh, Hunter Zenzen's a, a talent that you don't see every day, and not just because he's in Barnesville in a smaller town than you know a Fargo-Moorhead area or, or some of these Twin City schools. It's an Iowa State commit, a guy that's going to go play Big 12 football, Brad, and that's been pretty special for, for what, you know, uh, Barnesville's been able to accomplish here. But also, I think, for that senior class and company of kind of saying, hey, you got a guy here that kind of was able to be a beast and a monster. But at the same point, there's a lot of other good football players on that Trojan team that help out us. And it's not just him doing everything. Yeah, that's very true. You got uh, that Tonsfeld's mm-hmm. very impressive. Uh, I think watching him last year in the uh, section final against Hawley, uh, very, just a terrific young player. And, he's, and that's probably not his best sport. He's a really good basketball player. Um, but, you know, I think it just shows what Brian Strand has done there. And, uh, you know, you think of what, you know, Zenzin might be one of the best players that's come through that. You think about Brian's sons that have gone and went played college ball. And uh, I think they're just in a situation now. They're, they're, they've established that program, and it took a few years to do that. And now they're, they're at the top of the heap in that section. And, you're, and Hawley's going to come back. You know that. And, and Pelican Rapids, good to see them on the resurgence again. It just, just shows that uh, that Heart of Lakes area is uh, – 
A lot of good talent there, and I think with the proximity to Fargo-Moorhead, uh, that isn't going to change too much. No, not going to change too much, and obviously we can talk a little bit more about Kevin Feeney and the Moorhead Spuds, what they're able to do. Obviously, there's always a, a difficulty for the Spuds just because of travel. We know that if you, if you live in Moorhead, but also some of the teams that they have to play. You know, you go down to the Twin Cities, feels like a normal routine for sports Spuds fans um, playing Rogers or St. Michael, Alberville, obviously Alexandria. you got maybe the St. Cloud Techs of the world where you might play, you know, Brainerd in there as well. So uh, one last thing, Brad, before we let you go, Kevin Feeney, and the Spuds, kind of what, you, what you've been seeing from them this year. Obviously, uh, Feeney's got that program, and, and there have been some really good years. There have been one or two down years, but but this has been a program that Kevin Feeney has really kind of in, in put some more life back into since yeah. he's he's been the head coach going from Shanley to South, now to Moorhead for quite some time. You know, it's, it was kind of fun to see the other day. I, was, uh, I saw uh, Science and SDS play uh, Concordia's junior varsity, so a lot of freshmen and sophomore, and it was just good to see you know, Concordia always gets a lot of local products mm-hmm. in Moorhead. I think Matt Bai is one, and uh, Science, I know, is one. Jamison Cozy did a nice – he's playing a nice job doing some things at defensive tackle. That's just good to see. Even though the record hasn't – you know, last year I know they struggled a little bit. There's always going to be – you're always going to be up against it being that outstate team in, in 5A, but I, I think it just shows just the quality – a player that Kevin's bringing out there now. He's got his son, and you got—I uh, mean, you've got kind of got the next uh, next wave of, uh, of players there. Um, yeah, we interested too. They got Brainerd coming up here at Brainerd. Always very tough. And you know, it was funny. I was watching watching the highlights Friday night, and I got home and saw them playing Delano, and I thought, you know, I mean. It's starting to show my age, but I remember Delano being a 3A school <laughs> playing in the Wright County Conference when I was uh, when I was working when I was working down there, and um, now they've you know they've crawled up and and. They're kind of on the edge of the metro, and I thought, boy, it just it just seems odd that Delano's playing Moorhead, and they went up and beat the Spuds last week. But you know, it's uh, I I I think Kevin has got that. You know, he probably doesn't have it where he's wanted, where he wants to be consistent every year. But you know, I, I think he knows some of the things he's up against oh, yeah. playing in that playing in that classification and playing against that caliber of, of team, when, especially when you get down to the metro, the Rogers and St. Michael Albertvilles of the world. So. Last thing for you, Brad, before we let you go, what you got coming up this weekend on our uh, on uh, 103.9 The Truck? Well, we uh, we will have uh, football Friday night. We've got uh, Richland and uh, Finley Sharon Hope Page. It'll be coming up, so a chance to see the Spartans again, and I'm curious to see see them again after the uh, season opener uh, when they beat Hankinson, and, and we'll see. Richland, I know, has still got a lot of talent. They've been beset by some injuries and a little bit of low numbers, but Cole Meyer, uh, Meyer's still there at quarterback, so... Uh, Obviously, kind of what their game plan has changed a little bit on what they want to do. So, but it's definitely two different styles of football you're going to see. So, that should be a very interesting matchup, to say the least. All right, Brad, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for coming out. We'll look forward to talking with you down the line. All right, thank you, sir. That again is Brad Anderson. I'm Chase Miller live at Buffalo Wings and Wings, uh, wi- Buffalo Wings and Rings, that is, for the coaching show. I already had the rings. They're really good onion rings, uh, by the way, with my chicken sandwich. Those got devoured in two seconds. Before we take a break and get to NDSU cornerbacks coach Cody Morgan, earlier in the day we caught up with Fargo South head coach Tyler Kozel, the Bruins and the Packers. That's coming up Friday night at 7 p.m. out at West Fargo. Here's our conversation with Coach Kozel of Fargo South. 
Well, earlier in the day, we had an opportunity to go to Fargo South High School and talk with uh, Tyler Coles, the head football coach, the Fargo South Bruins. Third year now in the system as the head football coach. And, and Tyler, I guess let's just start there. You know, third year in the system. You've seen this team kind of slowly continue to develop and grow. Last year, a playoff spot. Obviously, this year, you're 3-0, and so you got to be happy with that. But third year, how do you think the guys and the coaching staff has kind of come together here in year number three? Well, that's the biggest thing. Uh, this this group, would, we're sophomores that are seniors right now when we came in, and they've really bought into what we're doing, bought into the coaching staff. Uh, we had a tremendous summer, tremendous offseason, uh, and the kids are seeing the fruit, fruit of their labor right now. Uh, obviously, off to a pretty hot start, 3-0, but uh, uh, the work's not done. That's the biggest thing is we got to get better each and every day, and uh, we got we got a group we feel can be pretty good as the year goes on, and uh, we just have to keep taking care of ourselves and take it game by game. Let's just talk about the landscape of Class 3 uh, this year because last year you knew Bismarck High was really, really good. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago you knew West Fargo with Andy Grabdell and company was really, really good. And this year it seems like Century, obviously, with a lot of talent that they had a Dakota Bowl appearance last year. But it seems like the West might be a down and the East might be a little up with Cheyenne, yourself, Davies. Obviously, Shanley was a really good team. Uh, Grand Forks River has a nice win earlier in the year, too. So do you feel like the power is a little bit more on the Eastern side just with who came back you know, in 2019 in terms of coaches and players? Uh, yeah, that's the, the biggest thing. And I know as the year goes on the West, they're going to be very competitive when, in the playoffs. But uh, I talked always preseason that EDC is going to be kind of a crapshoot because there's a lot of good teams and a lot of good players coming back. Uh, and you've seen that early on the season. We had our East-West uh, kind of crossover matchups. And I know week to week, it's not going to be an easy out. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, and obviously later in the season, those those WDA teams, are they're going to be ready to roll when, when we have those, those matchups for the playoffs. So biggest thing right now is kind of positioning yourself for, for one of those high playoff spots because, yeah, we, we saw Century at the end of last year, and they're a very good football team, and they, they're number one in the state for a reason, and um, there's, there's there's a lot of good football teams out there this season. Can you talk a little bit about now, 48 hours from now, you're going to be kicking off with West Fargo and West Fargo. A lot of people think Fargo South and West Fargo, they think A, good brand of football, and B, a good crosstown rivalry, and that's what it's kind of always been. So what do you remember, and what, have it's, what has it been like for you as a coach now, Tyler, kind of in this crosstown rivalry between the Packers and the Bruins? Uh, the, the biggest thing, even my first year, we had a, a good matchup, and you mentioned earlier Andy Gravdahl and his crew, they were a tremendous football team, so I think we were 5-1 and one going into that game, and they were undefeated, and uh, I got a good taste of it. Uh, our coaches that have been been here for many, many years tell me how big, the, big a week that is. Our kids get up, there's a new energy, and I know it's the same thing with Coach, Coach Gibson over there at West Fargo, because last year they didn't have the greatest record in the world, but it was a battle when we went over there and played. So we're expecting more of that tonight. And, um, and not the biggest thing from alumni too. It's like that, that game circled out on the schedule where if you're a Bruin, you, you want to beat the Packers. So that's, that's a, a big thing for us. We got to get be ready to execute on Friday night. Let's talk a little bit about a rival that maybe was there, then wasn't there in Fargo Shanley. You know, they were in two A for so many years. And now last week you guys got to play him here, you know, at Fargo South. So what do you think Shanley coming back up to class three? How does that add just for that Metro kind of rival? Because in every other sport, they play the Deacons, Packers and Spartans. So what does that do now for the game of football Tyler uh, it's it's big I mean the familiarity like you mentioned with uh with Shanley playing against us in every other sport so it, it's good and they're a, obviously a very good football program they've got a great tradition like 
a great group of kids. They they came in and competed complete, competed all night, and they never gave up. So I, it's good having them them up in AAA with us. And I know Coach Madden and his staff are doing a tremendous job, and they're going to be a, a, a team that's going to be around for a while and, and be competitive. Fargo South have football coach Tyler Kozel with us. A couple more minutes left, and let's talk a little bit about your team this year. Is there If no one has seen a Fargo South game yet or they haven't came out and watched a Bruin game yet, but they're planning on doing it in the next couple weeks or in the month of October, who are some guys, if they pick up the roster that they might have to circle say this could be a talent not just on a friday night but maybe you know moving forward oh that's that's one of the biggest thing we got a lot of a great athletes that have played a lot of football for us so a lot of our single digit numbers i know uh, jody norstadt's gonna do a story because we play at midco on friday about number one two three and four <laughs> so john Farr, daniel lahai uh, jamal spy and bless flomo those are big names that are seniors that are tremendous players and then uh, we got a couple juniors siba mana enoch isaiah gates that complement us really well and you can go up and down the roster and the guys we're putting on the field it's it's we got a pretty special group and they're fun to coach and they've and it's they've put in a lot of work and that's that's the biggest thing and they want to be successful not only not only here they want to move on and play collegiate football and they're they're learning some skills uh both on and off the field that we're trying to teach them that's going to help me successful later on so um it's 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 a fun group we we play pretty fun brand of football too and um so just come out you'll be able to see a lot of a lot of playmakers on the field how nice has it been for you guys to have this turf now here you're 30 in the program does has that added maybe to to bring guys out to say hey let's go play on the turf has that added some depth or some excitement how has this turf maybe been a little bit different from the grass of old so to speak tyler oh that's the biggest thing and we (laughs) kind of our practices are a little bit better when we're on the turf not on the grass because the kids are excited to be out there it's more more game like but it's it's been huge and we've we've seen a lot more kids want to be on on play on the field be out there on friday night we've had some great crowds last two weeks for home games so it's it's there's been a good vibe and it's been an exciting time here so far at, at south that uh there's always been a great backing and that continues to add and we're improving facilities and it's it's awesome to be a part of this program and it's great to see for the kids last thing for you tyler as a coach do you have any superstitions or any game day stuff that you got to do every friday for example uh you know do you have to go to mcdonald's or subway and grab something is there a certain kind of gum or do you put your shoes on a certain way is there any type of tradition as a coach since you've been here at fargo south or is it hey let's just put it up on the tee at seven o'clock and see what happens uh, a little bit of everything my dad growing up was pretty superstitious so i've got got a lot of different things i can go through a list but uh um when it comes down to it it's it's we get the kids ready to play during the week and they go out and take care of business but uh i'm still a nervous wreck on 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 friday and my coaches give me a bunch of guff because i i don't eat a whole lot during football season i definitely don't and eat when it gets closer to a game so uh it's i eat a lot bigger meal when we get wins on on friday so uh it's it's just fun to coach we just we love being out here so um no real crazy superstitions but that again is Tyler Kozel, head football coach of the Fargo South Bruins with us here on our coaches show at live at Buffalo Wings and Rings located on 32nd Avenue in West Fargo. We're going to go from a high school football head coach to a North Dakota State cornerbacks coach in Cody Morgan. The first two years, he was an offensive quality control coach. We're going to ask him what that is and also talk a little bit about some of those cornerbacks. So they got a big test with UC Davis and Mr. Um, Jake Mayer coming in for the Aggies, fourth-ranked Davis again top-ranked NDSU that'll be on Saturday from the Farnham. We continue with uh, that conversation next with Cody Morgan. This is the Buffalo Wings and Rings Coaches Show on 740 The Fan. 
Dickinson here on the Buffalo Wings and Rings Coaches Show, located on 32nd Avenue in West Fargo. I'm Chase Miller. Josh Lennis back at our fan studios. And, hey, you can join the Buffalo Society. Their new loyalty club gives you members uh, gives members VIP treatment. For example, every one point for every dollar spent, you can redeem 100 points for a $10 reward, plus get in-store perks, promos, exclusive experiences, and more. And the cool thing is you can download it on your Apple iStore or get it on Google Play. That's the Join the Buffalo Society, like a sauce that you like to put on a Buffalo wing here at Buffalo Wings and Rings. We'll have an opportunity here earlier in the week to sit down with NDSU cornerbacks coach. That's Cody Morgan. Morgan is second year as the defensive backs coach for North Dakota State. Here's our conversation with Cody Morgan. With us now is Cody Morgan, fourth year in the program, second as a defensive backs coach. We'll get that in a second, but first two years, you're an offensive quality control coach. So I guess for some folks out there, what is an offensive quality control coach and what are you kind of on the day-to-day operations, Cody? What do you have to worry about? You know, as an offensive quality control coach, basically, you know, you're a glorified GA in terms of you're kind of doing a lot of the grunt work. You have to break down all the film, uh, running errands at times for some of the coaches if, if need be. I remember back to the Coach Polisek days doing some of those things. But uh, basically, offensive quality control controls you do all the film breakdown so taking the film from the opponent you know use uc davis for example and you're breaking down everything they're doing what their defense does um what they're doing to certain formations um presenting all that information essentially to the full-time coaches and just making their life as easy as possible you know it was uh it's a lot of work, not always glamorous, you know, but it shows up on Saturdays. The better work you can do on the front end, you know, uh, Coach Klinger and, and Coach Luke Olson right now, what they're doing for us, you know, I appreciate the heck out of those two guys having been in those shoes before and now seeing what they're doing and, and just taking to another level better than even I have ever done it before. Sounds like uh, kind of moving your way up through the totem pole and the next notch was a defensive backs coach for you now in your second year, I guess, specifically for you, Cody. How have you seen year two as a defensive backs coach for you just kind of be different or maybe a little bit better or similar for you than in year one? Yeah, you know, I think it's just continuing to grow and continue to develop as a, as a coach. You know, some people look at me as a young guy a little bit, you know, and, and by trade, if you look at our staff, I kind of am. But uh, I learned a ton of football from Coach Klanderman, Coach Ansel. Those guys were kind of my mentors coming up through this deal. You know, I think for me, it was just taking my game to the next level, just like the players do. You know, we expect those guys as, you know, redshirt freshmen be ready to compete at a high level. And I think that's kind of where I've tried to step in and, and offer Coach Braun a lot of help in the past game just my thoughts and schemes that we should run but you know moving into year two now has been a little bit more ownership over that and an ability to take over my or take over the corner room by myself now and, and handle all that stuff which has been great you know and develop relationship with those guys a little bit better you know so when you saw you know James Hendricks come out earlier in the game against the North Dakota Dawson Weber comes in how have you seen Dawson just be ready for his number to be called because I was talking with some fans and they said they didn't even realize James was out of the football game because Dawson played so well against North Dakota in game number two. So I guess my question to you is, uh, Cody, how have you seen Dawson when his number has been able to get called that he just kind of fits right in the system? You know, it's funny you say that because I probably didn't realize Dawson was in the game until probably two series later, you know, when all of a sudden James is out, guys. And I was like, oh, man, didn't notice, you know, and that's a, a credit to him. But that's why you double rep. You know, we always consider ourselves at North Dakota State. We're different. You know, the way we practice is different than everybody else in the whole country. 
all those bank reps he's had, you know, for his through the fall camp and through spring, through winter camp when we've been, been fortunate to make the playoffs, all that kind of came to fruition. You're able to see why we do what we do. And, and Dawson has, has done a phenomenal job of stepping into that role, owning it, competing at a very, very high level. And I don't think anybody's noticed a, a big drop off from one to the next. And I think that's just a credit to his preparation, one, on the front end, and two, kind of how we do things around here. With us is, again, defensive backs coach Cody Morgan for North Dakota State. Let's talk about Michael Tutsi because a lot of people thought, hey, Robbie Grimsley goes out. Who's going to be a big void back there? Obviously, James steps in, but also Michael Tutsi in the back has been able to step in a lot. What have you seen from Michael Tutsi in his time here that he can say, you know what, he's got it even as an underclassman so far? I always joke with Tutsi because when he was a true freshman, he's on the scout team. Well, as offensive quality control coach, I was coaching Tutsi uh, a lot. So, I mean, I, I tell him all the time, I was like, well, all the picks you made, all the success, you know, you got to credit to me, really. I was your first <laughs> real coach, wasn't I? But, uh, no, I digress off of that. But Tutsi, you know, he's an unbelievable football player for us. I think we all knew at a, at a very young age how serious he was and how how detailed he is in everything that he does. You know, a very coachable young man. I think it helps his dad being a you know, college football coach as well. He's had a great upbringing with that. You know, I, when obviously Robbie graduated, I don't think we had any hesitation about either of those two guys, Tutsi or James Kayser. I know we don't see a lot of James, but both those guys are, are phenomenal football players. I think Tut's been able to elevate his game to the next level this year. You know, just taking ownership. This is my job now. You know, I am the starter, and I'm going to continue to roll with this, and he's developed at a high level, probably faster than Coach Braun or myself would have predicted, and it's been great. You know, you see him making a lot of plays, having three interceptions right now is is pretty special, and we're hoping that he can do some big things for us. I could talk to you probably similar about, you know, Hayes and alongside Marquise Bridges and how they've been able to play on the corner, but let's talk about a Fargo-Shanley product in Trey Ford, who is a, you know, walk onto the system, and sometimes you get these guys who they might play and get to start their junior, senior year. Other times they're, they're going to be already ready for their number maybe they're a number two guy their entire time but it's a vital part of a college football program and there's been some really good walk-ons who have came through here at NDSU so what is it about someone who is in your kind of uh, room so to speak defensive back as Trey Ford from Shanley and how have you seen him kind of just climb through the ladders and kind of wait for his time when his number does get called you know, I think Trey has done a phenomenal job of owning his role on special teams. Uh, you'll see number seven running around there on, on pretty much all four of them. You know, if he's not on all of them, then he's a backup on that. So he's really done a phenomenal job of owning his role in that. You know, the great part about Trey is he's got a great personality, and, and you know, he's a backup right now. He's the number two on the depth chart, hasn't seen a ton of snaps. But... You would never know that from watching Trey Ford practice day in and day out, just coming out there, competing every single day, trying to do whatever he can to get better. He asks a ton of questions. I just think it's it's the same old thing here at North Dakota State. There's, there's something special about it, and if I could describe it, people would be paying me a lot of money uh, for whatever reason. Nobody can, and I can't either. You know, He's just done a great job of preparing every single day, and, and I think for him, just owning that role on special teams has been great for him. He's been able to contribute that way, and we don't talk about it a lot in the media, but he's a starter at NDSU because he plays on special teams. You're a starter when we consider that, and we've been great on special teams. We'll continue to be that way, but it's because of kids like Trey Fort that take that role to that next level of why we've been pretty successful. Last thing for you, Cody, uh, UC Davis, your opponent, uh, you know, Mayor, the quarterback, obviously getting a lot of preseason accolades for what he's been able to do for the Aggies. So is he going to be the biggest challenge to date for, for this team in terms of his ability to spin the ball, his ability to throw it down the field? What does he do that maybe you haven't seen the first three games so far on a Saturday when you get to go up against him and the Aggies here in the Dome? 
you know, uh, no disrespect to the guys we've faced before. I think we faced some really good talent. You know, you go back to Delaware, had two really good quarterbacks to play against. You know, UND's guy was banged up. I think that, you know, this mayor kid, he's pretty special. You know, he, he does some things that not a lot of guys can do in terms of on the right half throwing the ball and the ticks, you know, on time on an out route about 16 yards down the field. He, he does some pretty impressive things. The things that I think, you know, that are a little bit different about him is he's not a big runner. He's not looking to pull the ball down to scramble and run for yards. Now, he'll pull the ball down scramble, and then he'll chunk one about 50 yards in the air on a, on a rope. You know, he's a, he's a talented player. It'll be a great challenge for us Saturday. You know, I think – just talking to the Wolf Pack, the DB room, uh, our guys are looking forward to it a little bit. We're, we want to see somebody trying to air the ball out, you know, where we have more opportunities to go make some plays. I don't think we've seen a lot of that up to date yet. You know, I think we're looking forward to that challenge. He's got a little bit of that gunslinger mentality. You know, you'll see him fit the ball in tight windows, maybe make some throws that he shouldn't, but he trusts his arm strength, and that's why he is who he is. It's just his mentality that he's a great competitor. He's going to go out there, and he trusts himself to make the big plays, and he has. And so we're looking to disrupt some of that stuff and hopefully have a big day on Saturday. Cody, as always, thanks so much for your time and best of luck against the Aggies here on Saturday. I appreciate your time. Thank you much. NDSU cornerbacks coach Cody Morgan with us here on our Buffalo Wings and Rings Coaches Show located again on 32nd Avenue in West Fargo and fans game day special for Thursday night. Maybe you want something Saturday or Sunday coming out to Wings and Rings. You got $20, 15 wings plus two sides. Join us for the Thursday night NFL action tomorrow night, which you can listen to right here on 740 The Fan as well. It's Tennessee, the Titans at the Jacksonville Jags. The Jags going through some turmoil time. Tennessee trying to get to two and one on the season. That's the Wings and Rings game day special. Twenty bucks gets you fifteen wings plus two sides. Coming out tomorrow, Saturday or Sunday, you can enjoy the Wings and Rings game day special. He's Josh Linus. I'm Chase Miller. Thanks again to Brad Anderson and Jody Norstead for joining us earlier in the program. Fargo South head coach Tyler Kozel and NDSU quarterbacks coach Cody Morgan. Again, join us every Wednesday from six to seven. Now through the end of March at Buffalo Wings and Rings for the coach. Show a regular ESPN schedule program. It's coming up next after the break here on the fan.